0: The other show on the Feds show as we this week take a look at the LSC South uh, when it comes to teams in the LSC South for the time Greg Arman back on the show, recently covering the Bucks for the that now covering the division as a whole for Fox Sports. Greg, right, it's great to see
1: you. Uh, good to see you too. Hope you're doing well.
0: God, it doesn't seem that long, huh? We sit with our party our ways and Arizona as and spoke briefly. It's a bit of a whirlpool between the combine and the madness of.
1: Yeah, no, it goes by fast, especially, uh, yeah, the week out. Sorry, it feels like longer ago than it is, I guess, now. But uh, free agency's been a lot, and, and Blink, and it'll be the draft here.
0: Absolutely, and uh, I suppose we'll get going. And I had planned to start on the books, but you, see, you mentioned the draft, right? and a couple of weeks ago, Panthers made the major move to move from line-up to secure the fourth vote with the trade with the Bears. And I kind of looked at the Panthers, and... It feels like it's a bit of a long term plan because obviously they want to get the quarterback of the future by some times they'll see if they've had a kind of a franchise quarter but then during the free agency over the past week you've seen the Mets and Lice mirrors in terms of they bring in Miles Sanders running back after Donkey Farming and moved on to Chicago Adam Taylor comes in again in a veteran but an efficient wide receiver but it's kind of like a bit of a mixed, mixed balance thing here yeah, because whilst they try to get the quarterback in his draft they make a move to kind of be in play from next season.
1: Yeah, I, I've been impressed. Uh, it seemed like they've been kind of the most uh, aggressive attacking team in the division. You think about going back to coaching and, and getting Frank Reich as the first hire of the cycle. Um, you know, they're sitting there at nine, and for a while, though, you're wondering, you know, how how they fit into that quarterback mix, because they definitely look like a team that needs a quarterback. But said to nine, you might not even get the fourth quarterback in this class right now. So... Uh, I had kind of wondered if they'd trade up to four, if they'd trade up to five. And obviously, they kind of took all that, all those half measures out of the way and just go all the way to one. Big price to pay uh, with two number ones, two number twos, and DJ Moore, who's probably their most valuable player next to Brian Burns, maybe. Uh, but no, I think they're excited. And obviously, they're they're like the, the stars of the draft now. You get to own the draft. I think they had 12 people plus a writer and a video and a photo guy at, uh, in Columbus as C.J. Stroud's Pro Day and now doing the same thing for Bryce Young today in Tuscaloosa. So, no, it's it's neat to see. You know, it's funny and that I, I originally had thought when they made such a big move to move up, they, they had somebody in mind. There definitely was a pick that they wanted. Uh, but it's neat to see how much due diligence they're doing to have as many people at these Pro Days to make sure they're evaluating uh, all the options at the top of the draft.
0: It was very certain that C.J. Sharon F.C. had his uh, proud yesterday. It was a great father after I went to follow where the The program of Frank Reich is actually standing right beside him. For now, hour's past of it, the past two weeks since the trade, there was a general consensus. text. If you look at Frank Reich's experience in terms of the pick, uh, Charles kind of his age. C.J. Sharon fits into that dynamic. And we touched on it down that they're going to bring another their people to the bright showing room part of me feels that the idea looking at that from the perspective if someone that's to come and reach out to them again in terms of get them to move to know that they've done their homework in the universe as well as to set the expertise in terms what the value in for them to move to
1: Yeah, it seemed to me like that the show of force they had with that many people was more than just the we want to keep the rest of the league guessing. That seemed like they legitimately wanted to make sure everybody I mean it's neat and that it's not. it's it's Reich, it's Fitterer it's Jim Caldwell, it's Josh McCown, it's it's individual scouts, uh, Thomas Brown, their offensive coordinator. It was neat. There was a moment that somebody caught on video where uh like Josh McCown for his age is a really good basketball player. And it was like he's he's saying goodbye to Stroud and, and he said, uh he said, Hey man, uh, you know, when you live in well, when you're in Charlotte, we'll we'll figure out a court we can play on. That kind of and we'll get a court, which is neat. And again, it could just be polite conversation. Um but it feels like I had to submit a an, a full first round mock draft to Fox uh, that'll go up this morning. And right now I' got Stroud there. I mean, it kind of feels like the the default um, it would be really bold for them to go outside Stroud and Young. like if you put all in on him, I mean, it might be they like Anthony Richardson, um, but taking him at nine and taking him at one or two very different commitments I was going looking back at 18, 18 is the last draft where you had four quarterbacks in the top 10. And that kind of shows you what a minefield it is to take a quarterback high in the draft in that Baker Mayfield goes number one. He's on his fourth team in the last year. Uh, Sam Darnold goes two. He's on his third team in the last year. Uh, you go all the way to eight, and you get, oh, there's Josh Allen, good hit. And you go to 10, and, and it's Josh Rosen. And Josh Rosen's been on seven NFL teams already. It's like they can miss that badly even when it's something as important and central and crucial as a quarterback in the top ten of the draft.
0: Probably the thing is the Jackson. action, I believe, he went 22.
1: Right, 25. No, the, the the guy with the MVP, the guy with the $200 million contract, he fell all the way to 32. I'm sorry, 32 is where he was, last pick of the round. It's crazy. Just on the
0: there, we did a live show during the week, and I said that when the Patriots moved down from Tom Brady. He didn't seem to have a, a backup plan in the sense of becoming sense what the best was out there and they ran with Cam Newton for that year and initially it looked good and then it kind of fell away. A lot of COVID stuff got on then in terms of either COVID, so there was, you know, reason as to what happened. And then, just the suddenly prior to when the tamper was pretty sound, the report went out there that the pups were considering going for a Baker May for heading. Yeah. I looked at it and I raised my microphone and I do you like, really? Because I just couldn't understand the reason why it would like be A couple of flashes. In his game with the run, again, I'd put that down to a nice part of the season. was kind of coming to an end and what a team really playing at the level really we would expect. And then as the week went down, it really kind of became out there that this was really what somebody could have happened now. I wonder if the books look at this and, like, do you see a really open competition for Kyle Trask come, come showing down and hour and a long away from that. Do you think it's an open competition or is it really Baker Mayfles and he's well right in for a year, assess the situation where go with him?
1: Yeah, I think it'll be an open competition. I think Baker definitely has an edge. I mean, you have two people. A Trask, especially in a new offense now, is essentially a rookie. I mean, he has nine NFL snaps. Baker Mayfield has a hundred touchdowns in the NFL. He's been a leader. He's led teams to the playoffs. He's led teams to win in the playoffs. Uh, and I think that carries a lot more weight in the locker room. So the people, the Bucks players in the locker room, they know Kyle Trask better because they've been around him for two years. They know all the time he's put in, they know how hard he works. But I do think there's some credibility that comes with just having done the job for four years. He did not have a good year last year. You wouldn't want to have twenty twenty two Baker Mayfield numbers this year. But if you can take a step back and go to 20, um, that's 26 touchdowns against eight interceptions. They would gladly take that. That's that's probably a better year than Tom Brady had last year. Um, and he did that with with two dominant receivers. He had Beckham, uh, and he had Jarvis Landry. now he has Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. So it feels a little bit like that. Um, I don't know that this is an eleven win Bucks team, but I think they felt like within the confines of their limited budget, um, there's probably as much upside as you can get in a four million dollar quarterback in, in what they have with Baker Mayfield.
0: Were you surprised the season the uh, contracts given out the on defense to if you goes in looked for an Irish creep when you looked at the they lead after free agency, you open up the up of the kinds of who would be on the American who would get paid. Like, they've done a good job of you know, securing some of their key players out and there for quite some time. We've seen a factor in the Super Bowl wing that they maintain these guys, which gives them a step themselves in season. But if the offense can't get all things, right, if they do have the security right, now, not we're not a yeah, i not transition to another crowd.
1: Yeah, I thought free agency would hit them a lot harder than it has. Um, you know, had so little space to make moves. Jamel Dean... There was one list that had Dean and David as the number two and number three free agents at any position, to where you're like, wow, they just they can't afford to keep them at that. And I think it I think it starts with the idea that players wanted to stay in Tampa and wanted to be here, and that's not just Latte, who obviously has played his whole career here, has been a captain for nine years. Uh, but I was impressed to hear Jamal Dean. I mean, Jamal Dean basically said he's a Florida boy. He loves Florida, loves being here, loves the weather, loves Tampa, wants to be here, uh, which is neat. And that he probably could have gotten more. I mean, I think for what he signed. Uh, four years, $52 million. I mean, not to, not to put $13 million as anything small, but there were people that had him getting $15, $16, 18000000 million a year, um, probably the the most coveted corner on the market this year. So for them to be able to keep him, fit him under the cap, uh, I thought they'd do really well with that. Anthony Nelson is just a, a, a smaller piece, but I think to get him back and know that they have him uh, at least as a third rusher or somebody who can help him if Shaq Barrett isn't back right away, I thought they did really well. I mean, their their losses right now, I mean, Sean Murphy Bunting uh, has obviously had some key plays for this team, but for him to get a, a modest deal, for Rakeem nunez Roaches to get a modest deal, they really haven't lost much. Um, and they'll be a younger team. I don't think they'll bring back nearly as much of the depth that they've kept, the 30-something guys they had kind of with Brady. But no, this this could have been much worse. This could have been absolute desolation and losing everybody and uh feeling that the brunt of the cap frustrations uh, a lot more visibly than they have.
0: When I saw the Sharon and Murphy Bolting deal to the Titans, the structure was the books that made his decision to be do because there's no shortage mm-hmm. in the end. And look, when his production was there, and he was 100% because a very Right. He's got car injury, so a car of injuries, so sold core car.
1: Yeah, I mean, for him, I, I thought he would do honestly much better. Um, it's like, just as, as we were talking about Dean getting 15, 18, if there were people thought my money would get 10 million dollars and, and be somebody you know where he goes in you know with the deal he got i think it's as much as five million he's probably a third corner he's probably on the outside looking in uh might need an injury to be in every down corner there but it's good defense um, mike variable's a good guy to work for um you know i think some of these guys is tough sometimes you have to go start somewhere else but you think about the the six dbs that were kind of the core of that super bowl team um that's three now that are gone we, we haven't mentioned mike edwards mike edwards uh going to the Chiefs is a great fit um, and for, for now Whitehead to the Jets Murphy Bunting to the Titans and Edwards uh, to the Chiefs uh, it's tough but um, they've been able to keep three others so to have Dean to have Davis to have Winfield um, all here I think helps them long term for sure.
0: Yeah so anything you know you safe so you should be free and Julian going to Seattle from the Chargers going to the Chiefs it seems like there's been a domino effect for players moving around. So the last time we spoke to pre-season in Long and we were speaking about the Saints, and because didn't really know what the month of the Saints came to us, and I was something in, in particular with the quarterback and obviously, he was the key acquisitions before, it was a sad option, as we announced, you know, Jared Carroll. Yeah. In New Orleans, in New Orleans, in you know, and has an interesting experience, I mean, after Dennis on the Tuesdays with the Raiders, um, were you taken back by the fact that went to, to the place, in a sense, st- thanks I know the, the Jets were in the, it Just suits an uncommon. time. we saw the Super Bowl, Sunday rain, the same sets the Raiders. I kind of want to go in there, but I'm not the second trade because of these circumference of the country. But so it does look like a, a really good joke.
1: Yeah, Derek Carr's a tricky guy to look at because you, you see, I mean, it's nine years and it's one playoff apparent to no wins, but it's also really consistent, uh, prolific football. I mean, it's one of those where he, um, I don't know that this past year was the best year for him, but I mean, in terms of taking a team as a leader, I mean, they, they've kind of struggled to find um, an answer after Drew Brees. You know, it probably hasn't been enough Winston to really say it's him. It wasn't Dalton. Um, you know, so now I think this is their first chance to really have uh, the leader, not necessarily elite, the Hall of Fame talent that Drew Brees was, but just a leader, someone who's uh, wanting to take hold of this team. Um, if all he is is like a, you know, 3,500-yard passer with 25 touchdowns, keeps those interceptions in check. Um, I think they've done a good job to keep some of the, I mean, they took some hits on defense, but to have Michael Thomas back um, to be able to bring in Jamal Williams to, to kind of combine with Kamara there uh, to keep Jawan Johnson when he was a restricted free agent. Those are all things I didn't necessarily take for granted. So I, I thought they've done really well, a lot like the bucks to take a really bad cap situation and have, um, a lot of it's just kicking those problems down the road, but they've they've really gotten through it pretty well where they, they can say with confidence that they can be a contender in this division.
0: Yeah, Jamal Williams is a really interesting man Seth going to a last year and I mean you look at the play for Camaro match it's inconsistent, you know, I say no, he's got a few on him after the Mark Williams on the terrorist sides of his career. William's can be the Camaro type player, who would have gone in the long game but also by the factor in terms of pass catching, And he didn't even that in green bag before he moved to and Lost for stood out I was surprised to move down
1: yeah I was surprised honestly to see what Detroit's done um was kind of surprised to see them let him go just because I felt like in terms of red zone offense in terms of uh just getting things done close to the goal line I mean it's that, that's a guy that got in the end zone better than anybody in the league so even with the low expectations you have for a free agent running back I mean what they got him for was was cheaper than I expected um, and especially as all in as Detroit is to have the team they have, I was surprised they let him go.
0: Did Atlanta are a bit of a unknown. You know, the second team, the goes... We had uh, D Orlando, a bit of the Atlantic Constitution on a and He suggested, I'm not sure, that he felt that he would go after quite a few sidelines in free in agency. And then as materialized, he'll have yep. certainly wasn't the praise He, he was talking Dr. Stabbing about he'd one of them, but he's got the in a your top process on them because when they brought in Tanner, right, that shows things a bit of way you because, like, Ritter's there. Like, I mean, honey, would have an expectation. I know he's telling me, but they're an expectation that he would be a starter. But it'd be interesting to see what they do with the A spot if a quarterback is sitting there every day, would they go after him?
1: I, I wonder. I don't think anything they've done would keep them from taking a quarterback. Like, Ritter, I mean, it's right. I mean, Heineke came in. I thought that would be kind of comparable to what the Bucks did with Mayfield, but Heineke came in kind of submissive said he's going to be the best quarter best backup he can be to Desmond Ritter uh which is surprising it's kind of yielding more than I think Baker has a little bit more swagger to him where Baker's not going to be anybody's backup by choice so no I I do think and and when you look at the draft when I was going through the mock draft yesterday I think there are probably models where where like Will Levis falls, falls to eight and is available to them or is within a pick like seven is is also a pick where you could see him go um I still feel right now um, that, that would be interesting. and It would be a way for them to get, uh, again, a, an exciting future for them with a quarterback if you get a quarterback at eight. I still think uh, pass rush has to be what they deal with there. They, they're they still so uh, – as many key additions as they've made, especially on defense, they haven't gotten an outside linebacker. They haven't got a pass rusher. I think they've gotten guys like Anyamata and guys like Caden Ellis that will help their pass rush, but they just need to get a top-tier elite double-digit sack guy to be the centerpiece of their of their sack efforts and that could be mouth murphy that could be Kyrie wilson there's going to be good players available at eight uh, it would be wild if it took quarterback and and as much as we uh, i think the excitement over the quarterbacks pushes the quarterbacks all the way up to the very top where it's four quarterbacks in five spots four quarterbacks in, in seven spots uh there could be one there at eight for them and it would probably be a, a compelling thing i'll be curious to see how much they're attending the Will's pro-day, Anthony Richardson's pro-day, those kind of second-tier quarterback options that might be there at eight.
0: Yeah, I was just wondering with like, like, the ex-stack of Jalen character, because obviously we've seen with Taplin that they can't bearing all the unfortunate situations we had. You see Paris and stuff that's going on there. For an Irish career, is up to that situation. He's the number one pick, you know, in the draft. With, with Anderson Amnish yeah. in training. If he's there and I would have thought no matter what they're doing through uh, it, how aggressive they're doing, they're putting in appearance, they're kind of showing the defensive line. And there's no real standing up Make sense of cost factor. Makes Oh, so bypass something off the field, stuff that's going on. The senses of the should be in the middle.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like Anderson and Carter are still the two best defensive players in this draft. Um, and I don't think either would be there at eight. It, it would be an impressive fall. I mean, Jalen Carter, I don't think he's helped himself, um, both in the off field. Prophecies dealt with and then not necessarily looking right at, at his pro day either um but i think he's still the same guy we saw on tape for three years at georgia and that's just a dominating defensive lineman uh that again i would put above that next tier of defensive options so i, I still i think i had him going five to seattle um it, it's tough but i think that that kind of is what makes the most sense i'd be surprised if he has or any real fall on draft day the
0: draft is actually Four or five weeks away, but so we've still got a couple of weeks. Ring that second wave of free agents. Do you see any of the teams making like, anything in particular over the coming weeks, or is it going to do you die down? You forty folks in the draft. We heard they're still still seeing, you can, low end pits grad kind of build up there.
1: Yeah, the the Bucks don't really have any money, so I don't know that they'll do anything spectacular. I think it's just going to be value, low end signings, uh, veterans here and there. You know, Falcons. It would not surprise me if they. Uh, Added more at receiver. They still haven't done that very much. Uh, the one name I keep waiting on, it's like the Jets are are churning out their receiving core in anticipation of Aaron Rodgers coming there. So they just traded away Elijah Moore and the other guy who could be on the outs is Corey Davis. And Corey Davis, again, a lot like Johnny Smith, is a guy that had his best years with Arthur Smith in Tennessee. Um, that would not surprise me if uh, you know they added Mac Holland. So they've done a little bit there. But Corey Davis is a guy that again, especially if you get him on uh, fifty cents to the dollar, what he was making with jets could be a really good number two to to drake london that would be a smart signing for them and they still have a little bit of cap space to mess around with uh carolina again it's like they were still as much as they've added with miles sanders hayden hurst and adam thielen i i, I think they should look at that another receiver they were talking to dj shark until he signed somewhere else i think that's still an option for them um uh, he, he might want a place where he's he's you know, got a, a bigger role because they're, they're suddenly having a, a pretty nice array of offensive options there for for that rookie quarterback in Charlotte, but no, that wouldn't surprise me. Uh, Saints, I don't know what would be next for the Saints right now. I feel like offensively they've done pretty well to add what they have. Uh, receiver, they've lost a little bit where they could make, uh, make a play there. I had thought, if anything with Matt Collins, I thought he might have gone to New Orleans just to stay with Carr and be an option for him there. So that, it wouldn't surprise me if... if the Saints made another pick at, at receiver as well.
0: I saw one after when I the rest it was equally a prostitute elimination returned when it sounds to be new there to do Andrew Hopkins. Yeah. Keeps continuously coming coming up. You have the picks to, to potentially do a deal. Is that you know, you see their the production throughout London last year starts, that he's been becoming number one more receiver well across of his turn Right. it makes sense for them to bring in Hopkins when really right now they don't have a cowback situation.
1: Right, it could be. I mean, yeah, like you said, it's a little bit weird to have this arsenal of weapons and, and have, you know, one of the least intimidating quarterback rooms in the NFL. Um, you talk about Heineke and Ritter, it's not necessarily an answer there. But it, it could be. I mean, Hopkins, it, it sounded like yesterday there was some Buffalo buzz, that it could be bills for him. Um, you know, again, this it's neat in that he his deal, um, you know, I think is going to be contingent upon Arizona eating some of that contract, where, I mean, he won't quite be it's a huge contract, but I think there's a good chance the team that gets him will pay a good deal less um, and be on the hook for a more reasonable rate. Uh, he's still really good. I mean, he's probably in, in the declining stage of his career. But that would be, I mean, if you could have Hopkins as a number two, as a guy that can mentor Drake London, that that's huge. That's uh, That makes life a lot easier for whoever the quarterback in Atlanta would be, for sure. That might be a bit big for them, but we'll see.
0: There's always expectation in what they're going to do but it's a, a second-land pick. As opposed yeah. to a tour, ultimately will be the reason why I just did tennis tour it. Greg, obviously, up to four or five weeks away from the draft. Hopefully, you come near the draft time, we can get you back on. And yeah. I get a sense that the France are really going to do with that window one pick. But for now, really appreciate
1: your time and the crowd speaking as we go. Well, no. Good to see you. Have a good one. Thanks again for having me.